Messy Situations, it's a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <laughs> Cristiano has maybe 43 tattoos at this point, and they're all the most beautiful. I mean, I'm not including my face in this, but the others are the most beautiful tattoos I've ever seen. But I think it's one of those things that I realize, okay, if I end up in a relationship with someone else, is this going to be a thing I have to deal with with that person? Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kane Sarhan. And I'm Michelle Promaleko. Welcome to Messy Situations, the show where we break down and break through all of life's messes, starting, as always, with ourselves. You usually have more messes than me. I just have to say, you've been <laughs> racking up the messes lately. <laughs> um, by lately, you mean all 35 years of my life? Exactly. You've gotten way. a lot done in 35 years. What have you been up to this past week? Um, well, you know, I spent the week in Miami. Your fave place. My favorite place. I was home with my heart. I spent the week in Miami. I was there for work mostly, but my husband, Danny, decided that he wanted to go on an individual, like, eat, pray, love journey. And so he spent the week on vacation by himself in Vieques. Oh, okay. I've been there. I've been there too, but, and this is actually something that's been scaring me lately. <laughs> Of like, I know for sure I have been there. I do not remember almost anything about the trip. Maybe you had a lot of rum. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I did. But like, it's happening so often where I'm like, I know this has happened, but... I can't tell you how or what or like. Are you seriously concerned or is it really a function of just how much you have going on at all times? You have more going on than most people at all times. I do. And that's a disaster of my own making, but <laughs> to sort of talk to you about things <laughs> and being overwhelmed. This one's so fucking embarrassing. So as I said, I was in Miami. You know, I've lived in Miami many times. My husband and I are actually moving our residency back there. Miami feels like home to me, but I have my dog with me because, you know, I have joint custody of my dogs. So, yes, I'm coming back as Zadie in my next life. Yeah, my so dog. So I can live in two states, you know, Miami, New York, the best of both worlds. She gets treated so well, yes. But it was a transitionary time, so I was dropping her off with her other dad, my ex, Los. But I had her for the full week while I was down there, so she has a favorite beach that she likes and a favorite park that she likes, and I was staying at the one hotel, and I was like, it'll just be easier for me to have a rental car. Also, Sarah and Rebecca were down there, and we were doing tons of site visits for new well locations and driving around everywhere. So I'm like, I usually don't rent a car if I'm just there for like a short period of time. But I'm like, I'm going to rent a car. It'll be easier. I can drive them around. I have the dog. I don't have to worry about Ubers and the dog. It'll be great. Rent a car. All going great. All going fine. Great week. Super productive with work. I stay the weekend. I had a great weekend with friends. I like had one of the best nights dancing on Saturday night that I've had in a long fun. time. It was like, it felt like one of those like peak COVID is like actually gone yep. like dancing for eight hours like having such a good time oh my god i haven't had one of those nights in a long time woke up sunday had like a brunch with a friend who was in town who our friend rahaf who lives in france and coincidentally was coming in for work and we had like 12 hours of overlap so i was so excited to see her spent a couple hours at the pool was like leaving mid-afternoon to go home danny was coming home so excited go home get home it's like the tundra in new york yeah i don't know what i was thinking but i flew home and like cut off jean shorts and like a <laughs> tank top so I'm waiting for a taxi and like a hoodie and cut off jean shorts in 30 degree weather at LaGuardia because I don't want to deal with the whole crap of walking to the like parking garage for an Uber I pull up to the house and I shit you not I go I forgot to return the rental car no 
I had left the rental car in the garage of the hotel. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I called an Uber to take me from the hotel, just completely spacing that I had a car. (laughs) Uber to the airport, went through security, got on a plane, sat there for three hours, watched the new Bridgerton, landed, waited for my luggage, picked it up, got into a fucking car, got all the way to my apartment and went, oh, How the hell am I going to return? Did you have the keys? By the way, the keys were with valet because I had valeted at the hotel. So thank God yeah. the keys were there. Okay, so it's not a total crisis because they can come and pick it up for some charge. But it's more that you forgot it. And this is what's going on is my brain. I've been joking with everyone that my brain like has no more recall. Like I feel like I'm like a Windows 95 computer <laughs> that has no more RAM. Yeah. And I just am like... I'm forgetting everything. Like, I feel like I'm forgetting everything. I feel like I can't, like, connect the dots. I mean, like, who the hell leaves a rental car, like, (laughs) at their hotel? Like, so meanwhile, I, like, call. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night now. I'm calling. They're not answering. I'm like, oh, my God, they think I stole this car. Worse, I wake up Monday. I totally forget Monday morning. Monday at, like, 5 p.m., my phone starts blowing up, and it's six rental car being like, sir, have you stolen our vehicle? Oh, my God, you forgot again. (laughs) And I was like, no. My friend Drew was flying up to New York today. He actually was like, I like call him. I'm like, I need you to go though to pick it up, take it to the airport. He luckily saved me. But it was just like such an, I'm just like, I. I just think that your brain is overstuffed with information and it's just reached max capacity. And like, it's it's not retaining things. I don't know that it's anything. You don't think it's anything no, major. No, I don't think it's anything major or physical. I feel great. I think what it is, is I'm like doing too many things at one time and I'm never fully present when I'm doing something so like I'm always thinking about the three other things I need to do or multitasking or planning ahead and like I know they say no one's good at multitasking I'm actually a very most of the time like very efficient multitasker like I can do many things at one time and I often feel like my brain actually like calms down doing many things at one time because I'm so naturally ADD like I actually feel like more at peace when I have multiple forms of stimulation than when I just have one because my brain is like running I think it's a I don't know I'm a psychopath but I'm just like I've taken it too far I've definitely taken it too far I was like I I literally was like how the hell am I gonna tell Danny this he's gonna fucking kill me because you know I'm always scared to tell my husband about my things because I'm such a delinquent because he knows how not present you are because you look at your phone when you guys are at date night yes but that's that's another messy situation I I'm like I gotta tell you something but you're gonna think I'm crazy and all this and I tell him and he goes he's laughing and he's like you know I want to tell you I'm crazy he's like but I've actually done that. Oh, oh, that had to make you feel better. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. I t- when he was a consultant at McKinsey, he like had he like forgot to return a car for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days of good expense accounts. Yeah, I know that doesn't exist Those anymore. Those days are over. Those days oh, are over. Oh my god! All right. Well, you guys are a match made in heaven then, if you've both forgotten to return rental cars, because. I don't think I've ever done that. How was your week? My week was pretty mellow. I don't have any messy situations. I'm sure there'll be one this coming week, though. Yeah? I just have a feeling. I have I have like a prophetic vision that there's going to be a messy situation coming up. <laughs> That's sort of scary. I know. <laughs> I've gotten myself into a few things. Oh, okay. To be discussed at a later to date. To be discussed at a later date. On that note. Talking about later dates, we have a, we have a friend of yours here today. Yes, my friend Tina Wells is here. She's one of my favorite people, one of the people I admire most in the world. She's so kind and loving and fun and accomplished. She's an author and an entrepreneur. She started a company when she was like five. 
maybe like 15 or 17, but you know, like five. And actually, it's sort of surprising the messy situation that she got herself into. It feels very out of character for people that know Tina, but she's going to tell us about it. It involves a guy. Shocker. As always. (laughs) As always. It started during COVID when almost nobody was finding love. Tina found love in another country. So. Whoa. Yeah. So let's say hi to Tina. Hi, Tina. Hi, Hi. Tina. How are you guys? Welcome to Messy Situations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So not only are you a prolific entrepreneur and author, but you are so talented. You managed to find a man in another country in the middle of like a global lockdown all you know during the year I was turning 40 so it was just a good oh, year. oh <laughs> it was a big year it was absolutely a very big year <laughs> so let's go maybe a little chronologically here so we're talking pandemic when did you meet this man and when did the messy situation begin so we met like two months into lockdown by meet I mean we met online right okay, so but we, you met, yeah and literally maybe two weeks after my 40th birthday now were you going into 40 like actively looking for love where were you at mindset wise at 40 so a few months before I'd actually decided I was gonna have a baby on my own and I was in the middle of all the prep for an IUI and maybe a week before we went into lockdown I was talking to my sister-in-law who is in Italy she's Italian and she said I think this COVID thing's gonna be bad I mean I'd picked a donor and I'd one line last appointment before implantation and my mom was going with me and I remember saying mom I don't know what's happening but I have to cancel I don't think it's good for you and literally a few days later we were locked down and then come May I meet Chris and so in April I turned 40 so it was like a very eventful two-month period it's insane to think (laughs) though that you were about to do the implantation I mean if like COVID had struck a few weeks later you might have a kid right now. oh absolutely you might have a kid and you might not have been as open or even thinking about starting a new relationship the one thing I realized during lockdown and even when I met Chris and started like exchanging messages was I was not available at all like I was flying a hundred thousand miles a year and so I think actually having to be in my house for that long made me realize like how all over the place I was and just how I could focus on getting to know someone. It's, it was just an interesting observation during that time. Yeah, slowing down for the first time. It was a forced slowdown and then obviously if you're like alone in your house, you're like, maybe I should do some online dating and see exactly. who's out there. See what happens, yeah. So May 2020, you meet Chris on like, cast what platform? Oh gosh, I, I feel like Chris just slid into my DMs one day. And here's what's interesting. I was doing some kind of online business boot camp for Create and Cultivate that day. Okay. And I went into the folder nobody goes into that I didn't even know existed because I was getting questions from people. And I started liking what people were saying. And he's like, oh my God, I've been messaging you for a month. You never wrote me back. You started liking my photos. And I tell him he doesn't even believe me to this day. I said, babe, I never liked your photos. I think my <laughs> social media person liked <laughs> your photos and then you thought I it's liked you. It's amazing how relationships start. Oh, right? But I was like, but I, I promise pretense. you, I didn't know, I didn't know to like anything of yours. He's like, no, <laughs> you found me, you liked me, and then I was like, but still, who writes someone for 35 days and they never reply? Somebody persistent. 
Somebody persistent, but also red flag. Just, just <laughs> not. Just I mean, this out obviously, there. hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously. <laughs> so May twenty twenty, you meet. Yeah. How long are you chatting online digitally? How does so, this relationship go? It's funny. So I have three younger sisters. I have five younger siblings, but three of them are sisters. And I was like totally freaked out by the idea that someone went into my D. I mean, they're all younger, right? I was like, I can't believe this. I am not going to speak to this person. So at first she said, Oh, block it. And then I sent a photo, and she said, Unblock immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get to his profession where he's from because this will all make sense so he was a professional soccer player Uh, Mm. he'd been pro for about 10 years Mm. and he was actually living and playing in croatia at the time does he want to slide into my dms (laughs) (laughs) so i I started talking to him and i remember one day we just like had this chat and i was like wow like he's a really cool person but i i still again was not thinking at all that anything that would happen in the future would have happened. It's what your friends try to tell you, right? Just go with it. And, you know, I'm very type A personality. I've never just gone with anything except when you're locked down at home. And so it was actually a nice way to get to know someone. Well, before we hear what happened, where you moved, and what went down, we're just going to take a short break. Welcome back to Messy Situations. Today's Messy Situation is one I personally never thought we'd be doing. Me either. My ex has my face tattooed on their body. Dot, 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 and he won't get it removed. (laughs) Hey, my body, my choice, okay? (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, so right when we left, we were talking, we're breaking all the rules, we're in a pandemic. How does Chris hook you? Like, are we talking like a couple weeks of text? Are we talking like four months go by? Like, like where do we go? Oh, yeah. It's like three months of like talking every day and That's video chatting every day. It was really nice. Um, I mean, and you can imagine my poor parents that year. I mean, my poor dad, first of all, like we start the year with I'm going to do an IUI. And by the middle of the year, it's like, just kidding. I'm going to move to Brazil. <laughs> this guy. Oh, oh. Okay, wait, wait, in you, the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a you pandemic. just fast forwarded on me. Okay, so slides into DMs in yes. May. Are you like, I'm going to go meet you for two weeks to Brazil? Or are you like, I'm letting go of my lease. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm out. Well, I, I you know, I bought my house in my 20s. So I had oh. my house. And so there was no. You really are type A. Like, I'm this very is, type no, a. you have so, no idea. So the fact that That's my why she went to Brazil was so crazy i started seeing pictures of (laughs) tina and this guy who i didn't know on her instagram in brazil during covid and i was very confused but i talked to my closest friends at the time and they were you know like you need to do this you know and i thought too i'm like if i don't do it then i'm gonna be thinking about oh you know then we romanticize things and sometimes it's better just to do it but i was really fortunate i mean when i got there first of all i moved to victoria in brazil it's like an island and so very low rate of covid i lived a minute from the beach so i could walk Right. the beach every day I mean for me to have to be locked down somewhere that was the place you're indoor outdoor living every day the best food you can get I mean yeah. the food there oh. was impeccable the people were beautiful and it was just I love the place it was, it an, was adventure, an adventure for sure so you land in Brazil and what happens so I get there and also like I'm a 
pretty well-traveled person. I literally was on the first flight from Miami back into, I want to say I flew into Sao Paulo. And then because Victoria is an island, it's like an hour flight. So you're yeah. literally like, I'm trekking with the stuff. So I get there and I'm like, okay, this has been an ordeal, right? This was not travel as normal. It was like an ordeal. And I'd asked him before, I was like, can you just like pick me up? Like, I know the family is like a big thing, but can we just like not do that for a couple of days? That's and I, fair. Right? And I arrived. You need to slowly integrate into the whole oh, wait, family wait, sitch. I did, oh, I didn't realize that we were landing into a place that included all his family. Oh. Everybody's there, right? And so I was like, with something lost in translation because like everyone was at the airport. And so I should have- you. Yes. Oh, so I should, I should have known. I mean, literally the funny thing is I landed, I forgot my luggage. Like I just forgot to pick it up. See, and they, people what forget you guys forgetting <laughs> wait, wait. so much stuff? I, Cars, so the family, luggage. Because of the language barrier, they thought I looked at him and left. Ah! <laughs> so, so, <laughs> literally I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Be right back. They thought like, oh my God, she doesn't like him. But it was very funny. Well, Tina, one thing we have in common is we both have moved to Brazil for love. Yes. I had a longtime boyfriend turned fiance, turned now ex-fiance friend who was a diplomat who was in Brazil, Sao Paulo. and, And I could tell you that the language barrier in Brazil, there are certain countries where English is highly adopted and there are certain countries where it is not. In Brazil, it is not. And so a non-Portuguese-speaking person coming into Brazil, it is actually, at least for me, it was extremely intimidating. I can't imagine it with 30 family members like <laughs> waiting at the airport, staring me down. Yeah, that was intense. And then also just as a woman in Brazil, that was also, you know, I'm quite an independent woman. And that, you know, Priscilla is challenging for that type of personality. So when it became like, it's not always safe for you to just go do this thing you want to do, you know, that was also really challenging. And so this house that you're living in, are you living with him and the family or just him? Well, technically just him. <laughs> But they visited a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a lot of visiting. There was a lot of, like, decorating in the house. And I love to decorate. And so I think where it became, like, okay, this is interesting is, like, when my personal laundry was being washed by his mother. That was when I was, like, <laughs> I'd I, actually be okay with that. I Yeah, but I was, like, that's my thong. I think I need some space. <laughs> like, that was just when I was, like, we're going to have to have a conversation about that. Do you think if he had been like, hey, I'm going to go home, I'm going to be home for six weeks and like get shit together, get it all out of the system, see everyone, see the family, do the things. Then once I'm settled, you're going to come. It would have been a different situation. Or was this just like culture, lifestyle, expectation, like clash in general? But that is what happened. Oh, like, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> like he went, like, so his parents have their main home and then the house at the beach. They were quarantining at the beach. He spent time with them. And then it just became like, we're all going to be together, you know? And so that was just quite And a lot. you come from a tight-knit family. You're one of six. You get it. You're super close to your parents. You guys spent a lot of time together. You have extended family, but this was next level. But this isn't even really our messy situation. This is just our messy situation tee up because now you're in a foreign country. You're with a guy that you've just been dating a short while. You're completely immersed in the family and friend situation. And I assume Chris is kind of a machismo guy, right? He's Brazilian. He's 
a professional athlete or maybe not? Would you say, because I know it's he really respected your independence and Absolutely. your ambition. Absolutely, and that's what I loved about him. Respected my work, everything, but I also saw him struggling with that, where he spent most of his time in Europe, so he's used to, like, strong, independent women, but then he's with his friends, you know, and so it's, it, I kind of watched that battle for him, ah. too, where his natural inclination was, like, I love that you're working. Like, he never begrudged me any work ever that I had to do, which has not always been the case in relationships. And so it was very good that way. But the influence was unbelievable of all of these outside people. And I say all. I'm not talking about like three or five or ten. Like just a lot of people. Like in your relationship. And so I know obviously there's like overbearing family. There's outside influence. When do you start to be like, uh-oh, like I've gotten myself into a bit of a mess here? I don't know. I think when I... As Michelle said, like, my family is really tight, but I also realized in that situation, like, how good my parents are, like, with the space they give us, but how much time we spend together. And I think I just started to realize, maybe three months into it, I need my tribe. Like, more than I even knew I needed them, because we're still talking all the time. But to not see my sisters, I think I didn't realize, you know, I think during quarantine, we went maybe 13 weeks without seeing each other. But that's really long. We're connected a lot. And so I think what I started to realize was those are all his people and I have no people, like no people in this place. And mm -hmm. that started to That's wear on me. That's super tough. Yeah. That's super tough. I think it's something that you don't think about until you get into that situation. In a place and that's not friendly to women as friendly as it should be. So what steps do you take and like sort of when are you like, okay, I got to get the hell off this island? Yeah. So Thanksgiving, I knew Americans can stay 90 days and I knew my 90 days were coming. And so I'm like, you know what? This is a really good time for a break. And what a depressing time to come home because like you couldn't get together for Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday. So I came home for three weeks. I saw my parents for a day. They were obviously not thrilled I was going back. And so that was awkward. Then I can't see everyone for Thanksgiving. So that was awkward. And then I went back and I think even having seen my like friend, even in a short visit, I was like, you know, I just can't do it. And we were both like, this is not working. But again, at that time, you couldn't just fly back and forth, right? That was not an option that existed, just turn around and fly the next day. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go home. It's winter in the US. It's going to be even more depressing than this. I'm like, we have a really big house. We're just going to figure out how to live in this house, you know? And so different you wings, cohabitated whatever. even after you kind of stopped yeah, we did. being together romantically. Yeah, we had our Christmas together. It was about two months, two, two or three more months. Yeah. But when in this whole journey... You're going to ask what I need to know. Chris decide he was going to get a giant, and when I say giant, a giant tattoo of your lovely face on his body, on his upper thigh. I was there in August. He got the tattoo, I want to say, in October. And he talked to you about it, but you kind of thought he was joking. I totally did. I mean, to be fair, Cristiano has maybe 43 tattoos at this point. And they're all the most beautiful. I mean, I'm not including my face in this, but the others <laughs> are the most beautiful tattoos I've ever seen. And I will say, in general, Brazilians have the most beautiful tattoos mm -hmm. I have ever seen I in my life. That. Like they are like walking works of art. Like it's just unbelievable. There's something about tattoos there that is it's next level. I mean, listen, you must have had a somewhat amicable breakup if you could cohabitate yeah. in a house together. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't we like crazy. We still talk every day. Okay. Whoa. Okay. But yeah. wait. But have you had a conversation with him around what he plans to do with this tattoo? And now that you're not always together? Yeah. I mean, I had a conversation with him the day he got it. And I said, so if we're not together, what happens? And he said, oh, you're just the most influential person in my life. 
It is what it is. He loves and admires Tina so much that he's committed to keeping the tattoo even when he's in another relationship. Like TBD on what the person he's going to be in the relationship thinks about that. (laughs) If you guys could see Tina's face. (laughs) I also did make this point to him. He said this is what it is. So she's just going to have to be okay with that. He wears this tattoo like a badge of honor because you are such an important person in his life. What do your what do your parents say? My mom hated it. My mom absolutely was just like, I can't even believe this. You know, I think my siblings were just like, whoa, like everybody kind of had a reaction to it. I for a while just was like, maybe I can act like it's not there, but obviously it is. But everybody just kind of was just like, whoa. I mean, my parents weren't into it, but they also weren't into their oldest child who loves and takes care of them. Just spending time with them was like, you know, in this place that they weren't going to go to. Would you say, like, is he a important friend to you? Like, I mean, you talk every day. I don't We think... talk every day. I mean, listen, he's the only man I have ever lived with. I was there. I saw the pressure on him. I think a lot of times we don't understand what it's like for some of these guys who are pro athletes and just the stress and the pressure on them. And he's such a big heart that he's all, I feel like there's a bit of naivete who they're just these big teddy bears who have been trained to do this one thing and they're like life is rainbows and butterflies and hearts everywhere like they're just these big warm teddy bears and I'm the one that's like that person's taking advantage of you and that person's taking advantage of you but they're like live life to bam everything's great you know it's like it is not great it is very messy in the sense of like how it happened and what happened and the fact that there's a guy running around with your face on it for the rest of time. Do you constantly feel unsettled? Like, do you think, do you wake up being like, my face is on his fucking leg? Like, is it something that comes into your mind a lot? Does it not really bother you? It doesn't, but I think it's one of those things that I realize, okay, if I end up in a relationship with someone else, is this going to be a thing I have to deal with with that person? And what's their response going to be to that? And just because I don't have a response to, you know, obviously it's my face doesn't, I, you know, it's like, how do I, like, how am I kind to them and how they might feel about it? Have you asked them to remove it? It's interesting. I have not. And the reason why is because if you talk to Brazilians in general about their tattoos, it's such a special sacred thing that they do that it's, I would not want to get, you know what I mean? It's like he had his reasons for doing it. And so I try to just allow it to be something he decided to do to show that to me. And so I don't want to say, well, you need to remove it because of this. It's like, he knows how I feel about it. And because Tina is just so composed and thoughtful about things, she doesn't need a big cleanup crew. But I do think you can't control this. You're used to controlling things. Yes. You're being respectful of the traditions and culture around getting tattoos. So you're not going to beg him or force him or threaten him or do anything to get him to get rid of it. But you do have to kind of make peace with it in your mind going forward, whether you're, you stay in touch with Chris, don't, you're obviously going to be in another relationship at some point, but just knowing that it's a little, it's a little bit of a weird thing. It's true. I, it's every day in Brazil you say this phrase. I'm sure you said it a million times. Tudo bem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's all good. It's all good. It's like Brazilians say it all. So that's my thing. I always said if I ever write that's a book mantra. about this, it's just tudo bem. Tina, I want to say I saw that tattoo and it has the most like beautiful, radiant smile. Oh. And as much as we're letting it go and it's weird, I actually think it like totally captures your beauty and like your energy. (laughs) 
And I know it's a fucking Again, weird thing. Good, very tattoo artist. But no, compliments like, to tattoo artist. But there artist. is. It would be a really messy situation if it was a bad tattoo. <laughs> no, We'd but be it talking is, about something it's else. like it's sitting here and talking to you today, seeing your smile, seeing your laugh. You have such a radiance about you. And you obviously, in a short amount of time, had a huge impact on this man. And I'm going to just say it just shows how fucking special you are. So Aww. kudos to you. <laughs> and I knew that already. Aww. <laughs> so we always bless every mess at the end of the show which is our way to just say it's okay we're gonna help you deal with it you can let it go so we're gonna bless this mini mess okay send you blessings thank you thanks tina thank you guys that's it for this week we'd like to thank tina wells and in case you guys are curious and want to see this tattoo go to messy situations on instagram and check it out Messy Situations is a production of Lola Media and is produced and engineered by Riley McCaskill with assistant producer Mesh Lakani.